Welcome to AACS Today, the official podcast of the American Association of Christian Schools. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of AACS Today. We're so glad that you're here. My name is Matt Tiscus, Regional Director for the Mid-South Region of the AACS, joined by my, let's call him partner in crime, if you will, Jameson Capola. Jameson, how's it going today? Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Doing good. You mentioned Mid-South, but... Um... I met an Oklahoma politician this week, congressman from Oklahoma, nice guy, great conservative message. Um, I thought he was from Texas, though. You know, when he was talking, I was like, for sure, this guy's a Texan. Um, Many good things from Texas, by the way. Many good things. Yeah, that's right. Well, he said he was close to Texas, so he's close to your area. How are things in Texas? Oklahoma's North Texas anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm a little depressed, honestly. You know, we've, we've been, uh, we've been having a battle here about school choice. You mentioned Oklahoma. I mean, they've gotten some good things done related to school choice recently. Uh, but here in Texas, we just can't seem to get the ball across the line to get mm-hmm. a bill passed. The Senate has passed it a number of times. Um, but, uh, I'm a, so I'm a little depressed about that actually. Yeah. It's been curious to watch it. You know, your governor keeps calling the special sessions and they keep duking it out. Is it the Senate? Is that what you said? That it's not passing the Senate there in Texas? No, the Senate has passed a bill a number of times. It is the House. And you would think It'd that. It would be reversed. Yeah, and, yeah. But you would also think a Republican majority state like in Texas, school choice would be a slam dunk. But that has not been the case. So yeah. um, disappointed. Four special sessions have taken place here. And uh, I think uh, now the governor is starting to endorse um, against incumbents just around the school choice issue. So it's going to be really interesting to watch uh, as the yeah, primary look, approaches. looks like a shift in strategy. He he's he doesn't look like he's going to call a new special session. He's going to uh, endorse uh, challengers to other Republicans um, in the next election, try to replace them and get school choice with a new House and Senate. He's made it the centerpiece of his campaign. And the last time it was a proposition at least on the Republican side, it passed with overwhelming uh, support in the like 80 to 85% in almost every place it was presented. So it's it's a popular issue for Republicans at least. And so the governor is going to uh, put the pedal to the metal on that, if you will. So we'll see, we'll see if we can get it done. I'm jealous of, of our friends who are listening around the, the country who uh, have a great program in place, Indiana, Arizona, West Virginia. We mm. could name quite a few, couldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma's program is pretty good. We mentioned that earlier, but yeah, full tax exempt uh, or tax uh, credit program, which it seems to me to be one of the cleanest ways to do school choice. Um, So maybe Texas will get something better after all of this. Well, maybe I'll stop being depressed then. We'll just see what happens. Well, look, (laughs) we're looking forward to a great episode today. We've got joining us on the podcast uh, along with Jameson is our new government relations assistant, Olivia Summers. Many of you may have had a chance to uh, meet her or see some of her work that she does for us and uh, some of the different pieces that she writes. But we're so glad that she's a part of our team uh, serving with us. Started here just recently. I want to say started right in the summer of 23, so just just a few months ago. So Olivia, welcome to the podcast. We're glad that you're on our team and glad you're on the podcast. Thank you, Matt. Glad to be on the team as well. So tell us just a, l- a little bit about yourself. Help us to get to know you just a little bit. Um, so our listeners maybe who haven't had a chance to interact with you, 
uh, can get to know you. What do we need to know about Olivia Summers? Well, uh, like you mentioned, I recently started working for AACS the week before Memorial Day is when I came. So I'm originally from Minnesota, grew up there, and then I moved down to Florida. I went to Pensacola Christian College, majored in political science with minors in Spanish and writing, and then graduated this May. And in between my junior and senior year of college, I actually connected with someone who worked part-time for AACS, and then she recommended that I do the AACS internship. So I interned here two summers ago, it was now, and then through that kind of got the connection and reached out about the job. So I have a burning question, though. When you said Minnesota, I didn't hear Minnesota. So is that yeah. just kind of a stereotype or is that really how it operates? Up well, there? she's been she's been in D.C. a couple months, Matt. So she's already losing her Minnesota accent. OK, well, <laughs> I, I didn't hear it. So if it comes out, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll point that out a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, I think I tend to think that Minnesota has more of a bland vanilla accent. I, I can think of certain people who do have a deep, thick Minnesotan accent. But where I grew up about 45 minutes south of the Twin Cities, that wasn't very common. So I don't tend to think of myself as having an accent, but I have heard many people uh, express surprise that I don't seem to say, you betcha, all the time. So. Okay, so <laughs> she says it sometimes, though. You betcha. <laughs> you betcha. But ironically. You yeah, betcha. yeah, it is ironic. I, I, I will agree with that. <laughs> okay, but is Minnesota, Minnesota really the land of 10,000 lakes? I mean, that's what your license plate says. So do, do you have like a lake in your backyard or like how, how does that work in, in Minnesota? I mean, it's yes, it has at least 10,000 lakes. I should know the okay. exact exact number. I, I mean, I don't have one in my backyard, but there was one probably about a five minute drive from where I live. So there are lakes, especially if you go up north. There's a lot of flakes. Okay. Well, I want the, to, the I want... joke is you ever heard the joke, you know, by, by the way, you should know how many lakes are there, Olivia. Like I, th I thought that was, you know, fourth grade civics in Minnesota. <laughs> Name all the lakes. <laughs> uh, but, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say I'm a DC resident now. So I, I have to learn all the DC things instead. Yeah. Yeah. I used to hear Minnesota was a land of 10,000 lakes and 1,000 fish. <laughs> <laughs> and a million mosquitoes. Yeah. yeah, they're plentiful everywhere. Well, Olivia, so, you know, I, I know you a little bit better than the rest of our listeners because you and I work together in, in our office in Washington, D.C. But, you know, there's still some questions I think I have for you and kind of uh, this is like oh no my boss is asking me about my job <laughs> we'll try to uh we'll try to make them easy questions um but i'm curious to know like like how, how do you how you think the job's going like are there things in particular that you enjoy doing kind of how, what's your view of working in washington dc advocating for christian schools uh with us at the american association of christian schools well i think it's going well i've really enjoyed it I obviously enjoyed my internship with AACS enough to want to come back uh, when the position was offered. So I really like it. I enjoy being here in D.C. I really enjoy the variety specifically of getting to go to different meetings, do a bunch of different writing, do some planning for our youth legislative training conference, uh, just lots of different things. So I enjoy having that variety. Yeah, there is definitely a variety. I mean, that's how 
we talk about our internship, right? When we talk to kids about coming here for an internship, we say, hey, listen, it's not your typical internship because there's a ton of variety to the work that we do in DC. And you're a great example of leveraging an internship into a full-time position. So congratulations. Good job. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about uh, Wild TC and kind yeah. of the, the impact that that's had on, on your role. So when you started, you said right before, I think it was Memorial Day, uh, Wild TC followed just you know four or five, maybe six weeks later. So tell us about that because you experienced Wild TC as an intern and then as a staff member. So tell us a little bit about planning for that. Uh, what was that like coming in? Um, what, would, what would our listeners need to know about that? Yeah, be, before she answers, Matt, let me tell you, uh, uh, Olivia actually started for us part-time while she was still a senior in college. She was doing some writing and planning. You know, we hired her um, before she graduated. And I tease her a little bit because when she said, when do you need me in D.C.? I was thinking ahead to YLTC and how much uh, preparation there are. And I said, how long do you need at home? And so I, I, I tease her a little bit and I say, you know, we gave you what, two or three days to be back home with your folks before she moved herself out from Minnesota to D.C. specifically for the purpose of getting us ready for YLTC. So, Olivia, yeah, tell us about YLTC and kind of your experience of it. Yeah, so it definitely was, again, helpful having interned with ACS the summer before because I wasn't flying completely blind and Hannah, my predecessor, had left me a lot of really great information about how to plan the wild TC. So that was really great in getting started. But like Jameson mentioned, it does involve a lot of prep work. I did start working yeah, part time while I was still in college. So I do school during the day and send out emails to the kids around 10 at night. So I'm sure they were wondering, you know, what is this person's work hours? Why is she emailing us so late? Um, but it involves a lot of prep work, but it also is for a really great cause. So our Youth Legislative Training Conference is a week-long uh, mock Senate camp. And so we normally take about 40 or so students who are nominated by their administrators or their teachers. Uh, they go through an application process, and then we select the top 40 who come out here to Washington, D.C., uh, it's an all-expense-paid-for program, so they just need to get here to D.C., and that's really thanks to our generous donors that were able to make that happen. We house them in the Leadership Institute facility, so they have uh, really nice dorm facilities down there for the students, and then they are taught by uh, Mrs. Gail Nicholas, who is a top-notch debate teacher, and so she walks them through how uh, legislation is introduced and created in the Senate. They get into different committee groups. They craft their own legislation. Uh, before the conference starts, we assign them each a specific senator, and then they kind of role play and represent that senator. So they think, okay, you know, my senator is so-and-so. How would that person view a particular issue? What type of legislation would that person write? So throughout the week, they're creating their own legislation. They're debating it. They're trying to pass it. But then we also get to do a lot of other cool, unique things in D.C. So we get to take them around sightseeing. They get to see a lot of the monuments. We try to have a special tour or two for them and just kind of experience the city. We normally have a form of a congressional briefing where we have different um, staff members come in and then also congressional members. They get to hear from their representatives, their senators. 
We also really encourage them to meet with their own specific representatives and senators. So we set a aside a time for them to go out and to schedule meetings and meet with those people. So it's a really unique experience. It's a busy week, but I know from- I'm from tired just listening to it <laughs> described. And, I, and, and I've been part of it for the last 10 years. It really is an amazing week though. And Olivia, you gave us a great kind of synopsis of kind of all the, the elements of YLTC. Um, but really probably what our listeners should know is that they, there is this great opportunity for kids that are interested in government, mm -hmm. public policy, um, to, uh, participate in the program. Uh, usually January, February of the year is when that information goes out to our schools. And again, if you're listening, you're a teacher or administrator with AACS and you've got that kid that, um, you know, he, he, he reads the newspaper every day and listens to talk radio. And, uh, you know, if you're a government teacher and you, you know the kid that is paying attention to policy and politics, uh, that's probably a, somebody that'd be a good candidate for the YLTC. And Olivia, I just, I just can't say enough about how essential her role is to that. She makes that week happen. And uh, Hannah, you mentioned Hannah before, Olivia. Hannah and, and you uh, both have done uh, stellar work making sure that every year YLTC gets better and better for the kids. Fun fact that nobody's going to care about, but I'm going to say it anyway. Oh, we care, Matt. Well, thank you. I was going to say it if you didn't. Thank you for pretending, <laughs> but I am an alumni of YLTC. So, you know, for what and that's- And an elected politician. For what that's worth. That is true. I am an elected politician. So you better better watch out. Hopefully you I'm are a up. YLTC success story. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. We're teasing you a bit, but it, it actually it's not. I mean- uh, there's right now on the Hill, a chief of staff. No, I'm sorry. He's legislative director, not chief of staff. There might be some YLTC chiefs of staff. I don't, I don't know of any in particular, but we have a graduate of uh, the YLTC that got his call into politics yeah. from YLTC. He was a high school kid that said, oh, that sounds interesting. I like history. I like government. I'll go to this program. And he now serves in a uh, good Christian congressman's office as his legislative director. It's the highest legislative position in a congressional office. You have run and been elected to public office, and we have many, many other success stories of YLTC. It's a great program, and uh, so thankful for Olivia's work. But Olivia, tell us, you're, you're living in D.C. now. Uh, are you a foodie? Do you like to eat out? What's 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 like... Your food of choice? Is there a favorite restaurant there in DC for folks that come to visit? I don't know. Help us help us on the food scene in DC. Well, my favorite food is anything that I am not cooking. So <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> but I do really enjoy uh kava. It's kind of a Mediterranean type Chipotle. And so that is always one of my favorite restaurants to go to. And easy to and spell. Easy to spell. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I can attest. Kava is one of Olivia's favorite places. I, Olivia, I thought for sure there was going to be an Instapot story in this uh, question. <laughs> We're trying to keep this lighthearted. So, <laughs> <laughs> Olivia has had the trials of of learning Instapot lately. We're we're not sure if it's the awkward instructions that came with the with the equipment. Or if it's a defective unit, she's so pray for her. She's still trying to figure out, <laughs> figure out the Instabot. 
Yeah. And I mean, could be a good gift for a, a you know, upcoming birthday or something. You just never know. Maybe we need a replacement for <laughs> you. So re gift the Instapot. We'll just, we'll just put that out there for sure. Yeah. Olivia. So, you know, wild TC is a big part of what you do in the summer, but you've had some other experiences. Um, you know, it's been, been great. You know, we, we, we had you as an intern, um, you know, that turned into the full-time position you now have, um, so we got to know you during the internship, thought, man, she'd be a great person to fill this role. And you've you've exceeded our expectations. You've done wonderful in the job. But I wonder, like, what are some of the highlights so far for me outside of YLTC and kind of that special week that we have with, with our high school kids? Do you have any other like DC highlights of the job so far? I really enjoyed during our national legislative conference. Uh, Representative Barry Loudermilk took a group of us to go tour the Capitol after hours. And that was really uh, unique for me, just going and kind of doing all the behind the scenes type tour, hearing the history that he gave was really, really great. So I've been on a tour with a just Capitol Visitor Center person, a staffer, and then with a congressman and hands down Congressman Loudermilk hit it out of the park. It was a great experience. Yeah, he does a great job on that door. He, you know, he was trained by uh, a man named David Barton, who uh, many of our listeners will know, you know, makes it his business to kind of understand the Americans Christian heritage, Christian founding uh, from an organization called Wall Builders. And so, yeah, Congressman Loudermouth a great friend and does a great job giving the tour. Any any other uh, uh, highlights? Like, you know, we, we go to meetings with senators and congressmen, their staff. Um, sometimes we do some networking opportunities other than the kind of the behind the scenes capital tour. Uh, anything else? Well, also related to NLC, I really enjoyed getting to listen to Kristen Wagner speak. She gave the keynote and was our banquet speaker. And that was just a fantastic experience um, getting to see the different work that ADF Alliance Defending Freedom has done um, and just her great leadership as president and CEO of ADF and just kind of that great mix of uh, humility. She's very humble, but she's mm -hmm. also such a fighter. And I think she just does a great job embodying those Christian values of what we should be doing as Christians here in DC, um, being humble and gracious and kind, but also not giving up or just lying down, but fighting for what is right. Yeah, she's inspirational, isn't she? Yes. <laughs> I yeah. think I, I think it would be good, Olivia, if you could share what is it that you would want our listeners to know about about your work? Because sometimes, you know, we 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 might get to see the fruit of your work and an email or some of these other things, but we don't maybe get to hear hear you uh, maybe speak a whole lot. What what would you want our school members to know about the work that you're doing on a day to day basis? Why you're doing it? Um, just help them get a better perspective on on what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I guess I would maybe say, I guess I just enjoy kind of helping other things happen. So like you mentioned, you don't always hear from me, which I'm completely fine with not, not being in the spotlight all the time. But I really do just enjoy getting the stuff done that maybe frees up other people to get the work done that they need to do. I really am grateful for the work of Christian educators. And so it means a lot to me that I'm able to help out in these ways. Yeah. And it, it might be something is, you know, you might be writing comments that are going to be submitted 
uh, on a particular issue that's that's coming up. Uh, that's something Jameson and I discussed, you know, on a podcast. So again, our listeners might see the fruit of your work, but not know that it's even directly coming from you. So yeah, the work that you're doing behind the scenes is important. So uh, we're just we're grateful for it for sure. Yeah, Olivia, like I said earlier, has has just earned the uh, earned the role, so to speak. Uh, she does a great job in collecting information, analyzing information, and then helping direct our efforts for advocacy for our Christian schools. So we're thrilled to have her. And you know, she said something like she liked being behind the scenes. You know, she she is doing this interview, Matt. If we're just being honest under a little bit of duress. <laughs> she she was like, oh. <laughs> I don't know that she had a choice, did she? Well, you know, we, we, she's she's such a, a quality young lady. We wanted to make <laughs> sure that our AACS listeners got to know her a little bit better. Sure. But she's doing a great job for us, and we're, we're thrilled to have her as part of the team. She's already uh, made herself uh, in, invaluable in some ways in the work that she continues to do every day. Yeah, for sure. Well, we are uh, working, Jameson, to bring the podcast kind of back to life. We discussed that uh, in a recent episode, and we're excited to do that. And we're going to continue to introduce our listeners to what's happening in Washington, uh, both behind the scenes. And and we're certainly going to talk about uh, pressing issues that we see uh, taking place. So we felt it was important uh, for you, our listener, to hear uh, from Olivia uh, today to get to know her a little better. And uh, we just want to thank you for listening and uh, being a part of this episode uh, with Olivia Summers, uh, one of our brand new AACS members. Yeah. And we're really grateful, Olivia, for your participation. Thanks for being with us today and giving us a little insight into your role and kind of how you have uh, settled into working with us here at AACS. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up for today. Thank you for listening. And we look forward uh, to having you join us again for a future episode of AACS Today. God bless and have a wonderful day.